The following is a presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. Hello, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Weird World Weekly, a production of GalacticNetcasts.com. I'm Dave Nelson, and joining me, that noise right there, is Mr. Matt Stein. Hello, Matt. Is that all I am to you as a noise now? (laughs) (laughs) That weird growling in the corner, that's that's that guy. If that was the case, then um, it would just be me talking. And you do, you just, want, do you want me to sit in the corner from now on? I'll just sit in the back corner of the room and just do all my podcasting from there. And, and not saying a single thing, just making, just uh, uttering these noises. <sighs> yes. <laughs> so what do you think about that, Matt? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> well, I could try it while and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is the podcast where we discuss the weird, the odd, the strange, the unusual, and bring it to you under 15 minutes or less. And we cover things, uh, the paranormal, like subjects of paranormal, mythological, conspiratorial, or anything else that fits that weird, strange, unusual, unexplained thing. And that that's, covers a lot of territory, Matt. We um, Anything that comes into our radar or comes on our radar that might be slightly like something we talk about on this podcast we snatch it up and talk about it that's what i like about you dave you snatch things up (laughs) okay (laughs) one more thing about the podcast is we have this giant wheel it's like it's like huge it's it's i don't know how it fits in this room it's so gigantic but we spin it and then whatever the wheel lands on that's the story that we talk about so well how we fit the wheel in the room is because the wheel is on a metaphysical plane. See, you're my, you're ahead of me by leaps and bounds. <laughs> so ah. it's, 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 uh, it's, it's here, but it's not here is what you're saying. It's definitely man. Okay. All right. Well, let's, let's find out what's on the wheel this week. Loud booms in North Carolina, followed by massive fish kill. Documents documents from whistle, whistleblower show that the CIA was responsible for the 2001 anthrax, anthrax attacks and creepy stories about hitchhiking. So I'm going to spin the wheel this time. Whatever it lands on, that's the story we're talking about. So here we go. And just the wind that comes off that metaphysical wheel is just amazing. <laughs> it's I guess, like... It's like the wind isn't real. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's happening right now. Okay, so we're going to talk about creepy stories about hitchhiking. Are you ready for that? Absolutely. This I ki- love hitchhiking. Th- this kind of fit. This kind of fits into a story that we had a few episodes ago that touched on hitchhiking briefly, but we're going to get get more into it with this one. All right. Let's start the start the timer. We've got 15 minutes or less to cover this, to bang this one out. So here we go. Creepy stories about hitchhiking. And all these, the, the, the web page that I got this from, there's other, these, these all uh, have to do with the paranormal. But there are stories in this article. There's 10 of them. And some of them do involve like serial killers and stuff like that. Or people that just killed or people that just disappeared. So these are basically all kind of paranormal-ish. So let's get into it. 
Lydia, the Vanishing Lady. The story goes that on a rainy night in 1923, that's the year my dad was born, a young woman named Lydia traveled to Raleigh, to a, Raleigh, North Carolina, to attend a dance with her boyfriend. The couple was driving home to High Point on Highway 70 when they collided with another car at a narrow underpass. Lydia was killed instantly and happened to be wearing a white evening gown that night. Now, just, just, okay, without reading the story, Matt, mm-hmm. guess what happened next? Uh, she's likely seen wearing the white evening gown in the same spot where the car accident happened on occasion. Even better, people actually pick her up and give her a ride! <laughs> you know, uh... that's, uh, <clears throat> that's a, fair, a fairly common storyline, if mm-hmm. you will, yep. with things like that, where they always see people that, you know, hit, people who died because of hitchhiking, um... Or excuse me, they die in a car accident or because of hitchhiking are often picked up in the same spot. But they say that if you die and you haunt an area, you often go through the final steps of your life over and over. Yeah, and there's a name for that too, that certain kind of haunting. Like it's not it's not a intelligent haunting. It's just basically being in a pattern kind of thing. Is it metaphysical haunting? That's really <laughs> not, but I just wanted to go back to that word. Uh, okay, that's the word of the episode. So one notable sighting involved a guy by the name of Burke, Burke Hardison. Hi, I'm Burke Hardison. Um, he should probably be a weatherman. <laughs> he should. So he picked her up one day, this, this woman. She provided her home address. But when Hardison arrived at the house, the girl completely vanished. Nonetheless, Hardison decided to go knock on the door a woman answered after hearing Hardison's story. She told him that her daughter, Lydia, had been killed in an accident at the underpass. So this had to be a while ago as well. Apparently, Hardison was not the first person who had shown up at Lydia's house to describe his experiences, or this experience. While the story sounds like a folk tale, researchers have uncovered a death certificate of a 19-year-old High Point girl named Lydia who died in a car accident on December 31st, 1923. The legend of Lydia, the vanishing lady, continues to live on. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, you ready for the next one? Hit me. Next one is not necessarily paranormal, but it's kind of weird. It's the disappearance of Amy Billing. During her teen years, it was not uncommon for 17-year-old Amy Billing to hitchhike through the Miami area. This is 1974, so you may not want to do that these days. Yeah. Uh, On March 5th of that year, Amy left her home in Coconut Grove. She planned to visit her father's office and was last seen hitchhiking along the main highway there. She never arrived at her destination. Amy's camera was found later at the Wildwood exit on Florida's Turnpike, but she was never heard from again. Throughout the next several years, Amy's mother, Susan Billing, would be dragged on a bizarre dragged into a bizarre journey as she attempted to find her daughter. A biker named Paul Branch approached Susan and told her that Amy had been abducted and was being held captive by a biker gang called the Pagans. Mm-hmm. You ever Those seen Pagans? Have you ever seen the movie um what was that show from the 60s? It was a cop drama, and it was... Oh, what was it called? Chips? No, not Chips. 
That was that was 1970s. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, Matlock. No, it was a TV show that was in the 60s, but then it was remade as a movie in the 80s, starring Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd. I, it's killing me that I don't know this. Uh, Dragnet. Dragnet. Thank you. And there was a guy, or there was an organization there in that movie, or like a club, that I swear to God, they're called the Pagans. Uh, you know, I much prefer the, oh yeah, 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 uh, I... Secret Pagan Ceremony. So yeah, you're right. Okay. So uh, My favorite biker games from The Simpsons, the Hell's Satans. <laughs> Which I think is actually a real biker gang, and they got some, they got some backlash for that. That's not really an original name. It's kind of redundant, right? Very much so. <laughs> okay, so the, the story continues. Susan searched all across the country for Amy, but could, ne- but could never find her and was often led on wild goose chases by people she encountered. Paul Branch died in 1997, but supposedly gave a deathbed confession to his wife. He claimed that Amy actually overdosed on the same day she disappeared while attending a party held by the Pagans. They subsequently disposed of her body by feeding it to some alligators in the Florida Everglades. Now, over, uh, for over 20 years, Susan was, was also tormented by harassing phone calls from a man named Henry Johnson Blair, who claimed Amy was being held, held captive by a sex slavery ring. After Blair was arrested and charged in 1995, he claimed to know nothing about Amy's disappearance. However... Amy's diary did contain the entry about her wanting to run away to South America with a man named Hank, which was Blair's nickname. Unfortunately, Susan Billing passed away in 2005 without ever finding out the truth about what happened to her daughter. So this story is like what I would expect someone to make up to, to teach the children not to... Not to hitchhike. Uh, hitchhike, yeah, to get rides yeah. from strangers, yeah, exactly. And I'm because sure... uh, you know, like oh, the biker gang, the pagans, like that's such a, a cookie cutter name for a biker gang. It does. You know what I mean? It it's very like I don't know, before it's very early early on in naming gangs. Like it's it's something so basic. Like today, you'd have something a lot more intricate and deep, right? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe not. You know what? I've never really ran with biker gangs, but I would assume, like, if I was to wake up and be like, I'm going to start a biker gang, it'd be like, I'm going to name it Satan's Jackknife. <laughs> like, you want it to be to the point and, and very badass. You want to drive the message home just by the name itself. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I'd like to do some research on stories like like hitchhiking myths. Like, these are actually just real hitchhiking stories we should look into some actual hitchhiker myths that would be like stories that you know parents tell their kids deal okay we'll work on that for a future episode the final hitchhiking story we have today is the walhalla hitchhiker the state of south carolina has its own famous urban legend about a vanishing phantom hitchhiker according to local legend a ghostly male figure wearing a dark all-weather coat has been seen haunting Highway 107 near the city of Walhalla, South Carolina for the past several decades. After the hitchhiker arrives at his destination, he exits the vehicle without saying a word and promptly vanishes without a trace. 
How's that is a crazy ghost to be able to have a conversation with somebody that's been that's passed on, right? I don't know. <clears throat> you know I've never encountered a ghost. I don't know uh, if there's varying degrees of IQ level. But you hardly ever hear stories about ghosts seen like in a building, not one being picked up in a, as a hitchhiker that people actually have conversations with. That's that's very true. You know, I feel like there's stories out there, but they're so difficult to discern if they're true or not because of the the to to try and comprehend having a conversation with something that doesn't I don't want to say it doesn't exist, but someone that no longer is alive, I think is just so hard to try and wrap your mind around that people usually just consider them to be a story. Mm-hmm. So having never experienced it myself, it's man. What we need is we're, hard. We we're need... so metaphysical today, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we need hard evidence. We need we need videotape. We need audio recordings. We need something. You know what? Let's go okay. to uh, South Carolina and hang around on Highway 107 and talk to this person. Let's no matter, get the facts ourselves. No, no matter how long it takes, we're, we're going to be committed. We're going to find out the answers. It'll be Weird World Weekly on site. Yes. Okay. So um, so this guy does the same thing as that other girl did. Uh, one mm-hmm. popular theory is that the Walhalla hitchhiker is the ghost of a deceased pilot named Larry Stevens. Sometime during the 1950s, Stevens and his plane took off from Greenville to go on one of his typical sightseeing excursions through the uh, whatever county this is. Tragically, a violent hailstorm hit the area while Stevens was airborne, seriously limiting his visibility. Stevens wound up crashing into some mountains near Highway 107 in the Walhalla area. Even though remnants of Stevens' plane were found, his body was never recovered. According to eyewitness reports, the Walhalla hitchhiker bears a striking resemblance to Larry Stevens and is dressed in the same clothing he was believed to be wearing at the time of his death. <laughs> I need something uh, on our soundboard. Do we have something? Some sort of menacing laugh, Yeah, maybe? Yeah, or a dun-dun-dun. No, we oh, don't have anything. You should probably add it. Yeah. I think we have it on one of our other podcasts. I'll just steal it off their soundboard. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Those are three uh, crazy hitchhiking stories. If you have any feedback on this or anything else that we have talked about on previous episodes, please leave us feedback. We've got this really cool new way of doing that. Uh, are, are you familiar enough, Matt, with the concept of what we talked about on the last episode to 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 break it down for the for the listeners to describe how it works well if i remember correctly you put your face on the keyboard and roll it around and you, that's how you type messages right <laughs> yeah that's exactly how it works uh can't, no no didn't you set up some crazy thing where you can leave a voicemail message on our website yeah yeah you just go to galacticnetcasts.com there's a thing that pops up after a second or two in the right hand, the very right edge of the screen. You click on that, you record your message through your computer or through your phone even, and then we'll get the message, we'll play it back on the show. Easy peasy. Not only that, but you can join our Galactic Collective. And if you're like me and you give Dave your money, he lets you co-host shows and then takes your ideas. And he he claims to actually listen to them, but I don't believe that. (laughs) 
Yes, there's a thing called the Galactic <laughs> Collective, and Matt is kind of describing how it works in his own little unique way. Uh, go to galacticnetcasts.com, and there's three levels of the collective. The highest one is the Galactic Council, and yes, it takes a donation on our Patreon, but it's like $1 a month. And yes, you can be on a podcast if you're choosing a guest. And yes, you can help make decisions for the network, but I'm not going to claim them as my own. So he's if a you, liar. If you pay me, if you pay me five hundred dollars, I'll quit, and you can take my spot and get harassed by Dave every week. See, that's a that's deal. That's a deal right there. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. It's it's a recurring monthly fee, so I can quit my job too. Um, so you're basically going to pay for me to sit on my ass. Who said that you're getting the money? <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> Foiled again by my own ideas. All right, so um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and I and uh, TuneIn Radio, and please re- leave a review and tell your friends and your family and any weird people that you pick up on the road about our podcast. Hitchhikers listen to podcasts too, so uh, word of mouth is the best way for us to become the biggest, best, weird, strange, unusual podcast on the internet. So um, until next time, Matt. Until we meet again for another Weird World Weekly, what do you want to do? I want you to keep it real weird, Dave. All right, I will. 10-4. Over and out. (laughs) Hello, all. Amy Frost here, and this is the S-Word. What is the S-Word, you may ask? Science? Yes, that's right. The S-Word is my little segment where we explore news stories where the line gets blurred between science fiction and science fact. This week's story comes from the genetics lab at Harvard University. Scientists have successfully inserted 14 genes from the extinct woolly mammoth into the DNA of an elephant. Dr. George Church, a professor of genetics, used a new technique to splice replicated gene sequences taken from a preserved mammoth specimen into the DNA of live cells of an Asian elephant. Scientists studied DNA samples from mammoths preserved in the Arctic permafrost to find genes that separate them from modern elephants, such as hairiness and ear size. They then replicated them and used these to replace the analogous genes in the elephant DNA. Et voilà, functioning elephant cells with mammoth DNA in them. Now, don't go saving up for your Jurassic Park Visitor's Pass just yet. This is only the very beginning of the work needed to bring an extinct species back to life. Besides, the last species of mammoth went extinct a mere 3,300 years ago. Because they lived in the Arctic, it's almost like they've been kept in the freezer all this time. This is a far cry from putting together the full genome of a T-Rex by drawing blood from mosquitoes encased in amber. Some scientists, however, point out that the African and Asian elephants are facing extinction in the wild and believe that the time and money would be better spent preserving the species we still have rather than bringing back those that have gone extinct. Either way, this achievement is one more step from fiction to fact. I'll be back next week with another story too weird not to be true. In the meantime, come visit me at my blog at nerdlyhome.com, that's N-E-R-D-L-Y, home.com, or try out my gaming podcast, The Overcast, at overcastpodcast.com. Until next time. You have been listening to a presentation of GalacticNetcasts.com. For more about the show you just listened to, including how to subscribe, give us feedback, links to our social feeds, and more, please visit www.GalacticNetcasts.com. <laughs>